This is Talk Story with Cindy Palos here, and I have a very special guest on the line with me, and a man whose name I have mispronounced for over 30 years. It is not Ray Manzarek. My apologies go out. <laughs> it's Ray Manzarek. Manzarek. No, you can't even do it now, you stinker. Now you've confused yourself, haven't you? Listen, let me, let me do the introduction. Hi, I'm Ray Manzarek. I'm the keyboard player of the doors. You put the accent on the second syllable, Manzarek. Oh, that's okay. Manzarek. Well, you know, I've been saying... And I'm playing with Roy Rogers, and we're going to be making some music in Hawaii. We're playing the blues, 21st century hard rockin', smashin', smokin' blues. You know, you could be a DJ. I'm going to use that for the commercial we're going to be running. That was beautiful. You're very good at that. Um, it's kind of interesting because you actually have done a lot of work with spoken word as well yes. over over the years. And I like that yes, because I, I was thinking about it. Last night I went to try to buy three of your books, but I have converted over to Kindle. And do you know that you cannot buy your books on Kindle? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's because I have a Z and a K in my name. It spins <laughs> it off the Kindle. No, you wouldn't want to read my books. Oh, well, you got. How could that possibly happen? Well, because you know, it's it's like it's when you travel, it's easier to carry a Kindle than a book. But but you have some wonderful books out, and you're a good writer as well as oh yeah, amazing Light my fire is great. Yeah, but it's not available. We and and uh, um, a poet in exile. Poet in exile, really good. That's a uh, story about a rock star who disappears, stages his own death in Paris. But beyond the story, you actually write beautifully in it. I, I You know how well, I found so out? I, I went to this. I, I outsnuck Amazon. I went to the Amazon book section and went to the sample, which you can read in a Kindle. So if you want to uh, get an idea of what the book's like, go to the sample section of the book and read it in your Kindle. So, that's so you can <laughs> you can order a sample. You yes. can get a sample get of a sample. The Poet in Exile, say, to, on your but Kindle. you can't get the book. I, I got eight pages read. <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs> but it was Life beautiful. It was Truly it was beautiful. You you um you know it's interesting cuz my roots go back to similar roots to yours. I was in LA and doing the music scene. I had a musical instrument store on Westwood Boulevard called Paulus Music and and um you know doing all the great great guitars you could get at that time, the great music, you know that was happening and then went into radio and um I was aware of your band and the music you were doing at that time in LA. There was there was just magic in the air at times. I think it really was the drugs. A lot of it was the drugs. A lot of it was the inspiration and the fact that all of a sudden you could play music and it get played on the radio without limitation. And I think some of that was actually happening in the studio and they might have even intersected and crossed each other um, before money took over um, the whole game, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, money always takes over, of course. Well, and I worked but We at, were living on love back in those days. Well, living on and inspiration and drugs, right? Well, you know, smoke some pot. Yeah, but acid was a um, acid was happening. Yes, uh, LSD was uh, was very popular, and it uh, opened the doors of perception and uh, put you into a state of, uh, of enlightenment. Let's face it; you know, we all became uh, Buddhas, is what we did. I and, did. Uh, yeah, it was marvelous. It it was, but then bringing it back down to earth sometimes uh, got a little fuzzy. And putting it to work. Well, and uh, that's that's the problem. That's the danger. That's the journey. That's the adventure of being a human being. You know, can you control yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, can you find nirvana 
And uh, then can you bring nirvana down to a blade of grass in your hand? And that's the whole point. Can you do that? If you can't do it, maybe you should just stay a boozer, you know, just booze a lot. And uh, hey, there's crystal meth for those uh, people who uh, are afraid. Just uh, stay, stay a meth head. That'll be real. Unless your teeth fall out, that'll be real good for you. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. But I did know a lot of people who were just literally. Uh, oh gosh, it was a DJ at K Rock who, who took like seven tabs of acid, and then just they were betting to see how stoned they could get before they went on the air, and still maintain, you know. And uh, and there was a lot of that going on, and and it did create interesting opening to the doors of perception. And and uh, Alan Watts was doing his little talks, and everyone was getting pretty good and high. And then bringing it back down changed a lot when uh, when it got overdone, I think. And I, I worked at a little store called Themis across on La Cienega Boulevard for a while. It was right across from Electra Records, I believe. It was right across the street there. And there was mm-hmm. the Clear Thoughts store. Was it the management building was upstairs, I believe. Yeah, and uh, and it was a it was a strange place. It was owned actually by Pam, I believe, and and Pam's sister maybe. Anne was her name. You actually worked at Themis. I worked at Themis because I had worked in clothing stores before. I worked in Century. I worked on Rodeo oh, Boulevard, and I'd, I'd worked at some really expensive clothing stores, and got really tired of dealing with the Beverly Hills crowd. So, I got a job at Themis, and it was right at a weird time. <laughs> of course, it was all a weird time because I wasn't getting paid for my radio gig at K-Rock. Um, so uh, that was actually the only money I was really bringing in. Um, but, it, you know, it was uh, beautiful snakeskin stuff. My God, I mean, the snakes, I wish I, I wish I had some of those snakeskin mm-hmm. jackets. And, oh, my gosh, it was unbelievable stuff. But, um, and, and what's his name? Mike McClure and all those guys used to come uh-huh. in. And, and it, was, it was interesting times, right? Yeah, indeed it was. Indeed it was. Interesting times. Did you ever, you didn't wear that snakeskin stuff, did you? Pardon me? Did you wear the snakeskin stuff or was that did just... Did I wear snakeskin? Yeah. No. You didn't? <laughs> no, I, I believe much more in cotton. It, you were a cotton man wearing the snakeskin. Yes, there was something about putting another animal on my body. Well, I am the animal. Uh-huh, yeah. I covered the animal, the beast. I covered the beast with cotton <laughs> and wool. <laughs> Well, that's okay. I, I think that I've kind of gone more to that direction. But but I remember one morning I came in and uh, Jim was not looking like you see him in most of his pictures. Um, he was in the latter days of his uh, his going kind of overboard and he was passed out on the floor. And I looked at him and went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, and yeah. I... Yeah, yep. it was it was like, oh gosh, how, you're not supposed to be looking like that, Jim. You know, and and it was sad because then he went to Paris a little while later. And, yeah. Yep. Well, that that's uh, that was Jimbo. Mm, that was. <laughs> you had run into Jimbo. I had, and I didn't quite know what to do because, like, it's like. Well, yeah. Well, none of us did. What I do you know. do with Jimbo? Yeah. Well, and and you wrote beautifully about that actually in in the eight pages that I read of your book. And um, and it seems like what's happened is you are famous for playing with Jim and the Doors, and yet you've done all this huge body of work um, since then, much more probably than Jim ever did, right? Much more than Jim ever did? Mm-hmm. Uh, much more than I did with the Doors. Yeah. I don't know about Jim, you know, much more than Jim, yeah. Much more than Jim ever did. Well, you've done, what, how many CDs now? 
Yeah, lots of stuff. I've done a lot of stuff. Well, the new one's really good, Translucent Blues. Well, cool, babe. I'm glad to hear you say that. I think it's real good, too, and that's where we're coming to play in Maui. We're playing, we're going to the Hawaiian Islands, and we're going to play Translucent Blues, and it's hard and rocking and bluesy and uh, great lyrics. We've got yeah. some terrific lyrics uh, yeah. by... Uh, various uh, poet buddies of mine, including Michael McClure. Michael I, McClure's got a couple I, of songs in there, too, I noticed so. that. And you got a great... It's a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun in Maui, a lot of fun in the Hawaiian Islands. Well, it sounds like you just were able, through the courtesy of uh, maybe Blind Pig, um, whose yeah. label you're on, to just really do what you wanted to do, which is not... Yeah. Which doesn't happen too often these days with a lot of people. I mean, you have to get to a certain level to be able to do what you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, we uh, we had a great relationship with Blind Pig. Everything they said, just go and play the blues, play whatever you guys want. Just give us a give us some smoke. Make sure that CD is smoking, well, and it is. Well, did you meet Roy Rogers in the Bay Area just jamming? Yeah, yeah, Clemson? yeah. When I moved up here, I moved up to uh, the Napa Valley, and um, and interestingly, Roy Rogers and I have the same agent guy who books gigs. I used to do some solo gigs, and I'd tell uh, stories and play the piano. And at one point he said, why don't you get together with Roy? He's a great blues artist. You played the blues. You grew up in Chicago, which I did. And uh, that was it. And we got together, played uh, one or two times together, and thought, ooh, this is awfully good. Mm-hmm. We're, we're uh, very simpatico, brains working the same way. So uh, we got together and uh, played some gigs, wrote some songs, and made a record. Well, and, it, and I listened to it yesterday, the whole thing, and it was interesting because you have this kind of ethereal bells ringing in the universe sound that gets out of your keyboard sometimes, but then you do that and mix it with the funky stuff, and, and it's kind of interesting how it all jams together. It should. It, it should. It does. And my brain. It's my brain. <laughs> it's, it's my fingers. Your and, brain. You know, it might be a criminal brain, but it's my brain, and it does what it wants, so. You know, they're getting yeah, close to that point. The they're they're going to be doing that because now people can think in their brain and it comes out in the computer, you know, and they can make the computer move with their, their oh, thoughts. Oh, God so. bless. I don't care how you make music. If, as, long as, if, as long as I'm listening to it and I think, boy, that sounds good. I don't care if you make it with computers. I don't care if you make it with playing your, with your feet on the piano. It doesn't matter to me. It's just got to sound good. That's the whole thing. You want to... You want to hear interesting uh, chord structure. You want to hear interesting lyrics. You want mm-hmm. to hear interesting music. Uh, and, you, and you just want to have it all come together and just be a good, hard-ass, kick-ass rock and roll. Well, I like that, but I have to say my favorite song on the whole CD is the instrumental you do, uh, number cut number 11, As You Leave. The beautiful song, of yeah. course. Yeah, yes. You're a girl. Yes, well, that, but that song is written for women. It's it's almost that's, that's, that's your got to be your favorite song. It brings a tear to your eye. It reminds. Wait till me. I tell you the story. It's the story me. of a uh, guy sitting at a, a sidewalk cafe in a 1959 Paris movie, a movie about France, and uh, his girl has just told him that uh, she's leaving him as you leave, and she's walking away, and he's watching her walk down the streets of Paris away from him and he'll probably never see her again. And she was his one great love. And that's the music that goes on as you're watching the scene happen. And you didn't want to even try to put lyrics to that one? No. Yeah, I was thinking this morning, because I've been writing a long time, I was thinking about how it works. I found out a long time ago that if you put 
lyrics to music, it's a lot easier for people to remember your lyrics. And oh, I was, sure. and I, you know, so that that's there's that, but then there's all these beautiful songs that are instrumentals that hardly ever get remembered. There's only a handful of instrumental songs that have come through rock and roll and pop that they get that's remembered. Right. And and right. uh, so you got to kind of merge merge them together. But that one uh, that one touched me. It, it uh, reminded Very me good. when uh, Santana did Europa and some of those beautiful you know beautiful Great. songs that Great. come. Thank you so much. Oh no! It's 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 nice to know that you're doing all of that and the books and um and yet still can do it living in your beauty of uh, Napa. I lived in Santa Rosa for ten years and did radio there in Santa Rosa. That's I, nice up here. Yeah. Oh, it's fabulous up there. It's beautiful. It gets a little hot in the summertime. Well, let's hope so. The last two summers have been cool. We haven't had uh, we haven't had the luscious ripe fruit and tomatoes that we should have. Mm. We've got a bunch of fruit in the fruit trees uh, planted around us and um, a lot of tomatoes. And, you know, you look forward to those lush, ripe, vine-ripened heirloom tomatoes. And it was not a good year for tomatoes uh, last summer. You still have Sonoma? Hopefully this year. Do you have Sonoma Jack? Isn't it Sonoma Jack cheese that that is? Yeah, that's up here. Sure is. Uh Good cheese. Good cheese. Yeah, love that cheese. And you you decided not to do the vineyard thing. No. No, no, no. There's, there's other people that do that. <laughs> Very we well. We just play. We, we, uh, we, we, d- we dabble in everything. Mm-hmm. So, so are you doing a whole tour? Or are you just picking cities? No, we're doing uh, Hawaii, and it's then a- we're going back home. Well, that's cool. So you just decide you decide where you want to play and how you want to kind of do the, your gigs and set it well, up. Well, that's about it. That's where your and that's where your booking agent comes in too. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you say, hey, you know, see if there's anything in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve did. Steve Gordon, do real you, good guy. And he said, "Hey, I got uh, beginning of February. How about four gigs in Hawaii?" And we all said, yeah, "Okay, I think we can live with that." And 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 uh, you haven't played here before on Maui. Uh, not with Roy. No, no. Actually, I've never played in Maui. Wow. Doris, Doris didn't play in Maui either. We only played uh, Honolulu. You might decide to move here. You know. Oh, I love it. I know all about it. I mean, there's many, many great musicians that are, are living here, at least part-time, um, for no good kidding, reason. Huh? For That's good reason. Great, yeah. I mean, I, when I lived in Sonoma County, it was beautiful, but then I, you know, graduated to, to Maui, and it's like, wow, hard to leave now. You Even know? better, huh? <laughs> it's Well, I call it, I hate, oh, dare I say, I used to call it Sonoma County Slonoma, and it was good because I could slow down from L.A. enough to, to move to Maui, which is um, possibly even slower than, than Sonoma County. And a lot less traffic too, I think now. Mm-hmm. But but you do you have a studio? You have you done one of those studio gigs in your own? Uh, did you build one in your house? Have you gone that route yet? No, no, no. No, oh. that's because a lot of people like to have that that uh, kind of right there to do it. Yes, they do, don't they? So are you just going to someone else's place to gig? Or you? Yeah, you go to the there's a, there's studios. My God, studios yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be just that would be too much. Do you, you know, try I to write? Piano. Do you I write? Compose. But you write. You write beautifully. And, and I don't do electronica. You know, there are people who are well versed at that. I am not. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do a regular thing of writing, or do you just do it when you're trying to put a book out or something like that? Um, no, when the inspiration hits, mm-hmm. and the inspiration uh, comes and goes, as inspiration always does. Well, I was looking at the pictures on the website, and it's pretty interesting how you've evolved. I think you look a lot better now than you did when you were young. 
Oh, thank you so much. And, and it seems like you've kind of achieved, I mean, who would have, you know, what a long, strange trip it's been. Who would have guessed after everything you went through that you, you found a place where you're happy, relaxed, being able to do what you want to do? Is, is, is there a, a route to where you are thinking you're going next, or are you just happy to be right Yeah, out. I'm going out, <laughs> outward bound, into the future. No, I'm just going to keep on, uh, you know, keep on writing, um, you know, make some, maybe, uh, I don't know, make a, write some film scripts, um, you know, make music, uh, you know, just all of that. Mm-hmm. Thinking about some more books, uh, there's a million, there's only a million things to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll never get around, the hell of it is I'll never get around to all the things that I have going on in my brain, but, uh, you know. Wait. Roy and I will uh, be coming up with a new uh, CD pretty soon, too. Uh, so it's already written? Yep. It's done. So it's a matter of going in the studio. Yep. Well, there's a there's a good base uh, for blues playing. I mean, there's like certain points around the whole country and uh, countries that love blues. So, I mean, yeah, and, and, and Roy's, Roy's very, very good. I mean, yeah, he's a great, great guitar player, great, great blues player. And there's one or two songs you have that really nice saxophone on, too. Is that a tenor Yeah, sax? that's a good buddy of ours from uh, here in the Bay Area, George Brooks. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a honker, man. He's a great, great sax player. Do you, did you ever get really sick of, of everyone just relating you to just the doors? And, and I mean, somewhere along your lifeline, you must have realized, well, everyone's going to say, this is Ray Manzarek from The Doors. And it's almost like when you have a Grammy after your name or something, it's always that attached to your name it how did you deal with that <laughs> happily <laughs> you deal with it uh, you, you love it you know mm-hmm. i love the fact that uh, the doors are where the doors are and that people know that i was in the doors and the doors mean something and that jim morrison is a rock god mm-hmm. that's my buddy that's the guy i went to ucla with we were just students together and he's become a rock god for god's sake legendary Jim Morrison. I love it, you know. It's my pal. My pal has become legendary. The only problem with becoming legendary like that and becoming a rock god or becoming uh, that that kind of famous, I think you have to die to do that. I was just, that was my next question. You are psychic. I mean, it is almost like that's what you, that's what people want you to do if you're going to become a legend. And did part of him know that? I mean, was there part of him that, you know, was in the James Dean and the whole thing of realizing that, that you have to go there to get that? You have to sacrifice. Well, so did Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Martin Luther King. Yeah. Whose birthday it is today. It's yeah, that's, that's part of the game, I think. And, and if you don't want to do that, you don't get to the Marilyn Monroe or the great James Dean or Martin. Or no, you don't. Jim and you just, uh, as far as you can get, is Ray Manzarek. Hmm. The price... <laughs> Which is okay, but it's not legendary. You know, it's all right. I mean, I'm having a blast. Well, you know, I'm I was having a delightful time living this life. It's we were just a great, great existence. Well, we were listening to some of your music doing a commercial. We were listening to some of the piano licks going in, and you know, it it, it really reminded me that within two bars of playing your licks going into some of these songs, you know immediately what song it is. I mean, and. <laughs> No, I mean, right. you, you know, dum da 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 dum Well, you, isn't that, yeah. You know, yeah. After, that's all you need is dum da 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 You know what that is, you, absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 and for the Riders on the Storm, the opening, da-da-da. Oh, my goodness, right. 
sure. with two bars, and you know that that is the song. And I noticed on your new CD, there's one or two times even, actually, there was a song called Game of Skill, which kind of uh-huh. had that kind of had that same doors kind of you threw in a few of the licks, you know. <laughs> like Roadhouse, it's like Roadhouse Blues. It, it is a little like Roadhouse Blues. Got yeah. that Roadhouse Blues, Doors Blues kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yep. So I well, mean, you know, that's the way I play. And it's 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 a unique sound that really wasn't being put out at that time by a lot of other people. There was all kinds of great music coming out, but uh, keyboardists weren't always the key player in a group. That no, would, they were never the key player in the group. Yes, his <laughs> guitar players. That always got the, this, it was all guitars. It was it's all, still guitars, yeah. although that's what I love about electronica. Electronica is all done by keyboard players. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll do some electronic stuff, too. Well, Actually, I've, I think I will. Come to think of it, now that we've had this conversation, I will get to work on some electronica. Well, you know, didn't you get involved with, uh, what's his name, not Skrillex. Devo? Oh, there was another guy that played with Devo, what's his name, Nick? And the guy Skrillex. That, oh, okay, yeah, that did amazing stuff. I mean, some of that was just like, wow. Um, and, and still is, is kind of set the stage for what we're kind of going in through now. I mean, Yeah, well, I'm going to get onto that. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go have lunch, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sit down and uh, start thinking about some electronic compositions. Well, you know, when, when I listen to even any of the pop songs that are out there now, I just said this the other day, there's like a whole new brand of instrument, which is the electronica, which is yep. which gets played and makes songs popular yep. now. It's It's got the, the hook is the electronic sound in lots of these songs you know, that you hear, you know. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I wrote a poem this morning because I write. I get up every morning and meditate, and then I write. And I had read. I only could read the eight pages or so that I could get on Kindle last night that you wrote. So it it kind of re- was reflected in what I wrote this morning. Can I can I read this? Yeah, go ahead. It's called Mystic Flame. Mystic flame of light divine, the soul's bright fire that ignites the skies, a sacrifice for all to see. The price you pay to finally be free. You watch across the shores of life and see the burning funeral pyre. You wait to find what brought you here, perhaps to come erase your fears. And who will untie that knot that binds, those earthly chains that hold your mind? And when the time comes to journey on and move back to the sacred path you started on and find the reason you came here for and what you found that opened that door, to hear the resonance of the bell that tolls that rings deep within that brilliant soul. And somewhere on a distant star, some energy watches from afar. And the echoes of that song remain, and there's an empty chorus waiting to be reclaimed. And when you wish upon the star, could you wish that very wish to carry you that far, to find the truth you've been looking for and more? For there's really not much more left to do, and the time is near to graduate if you choose to. And all the questions and all the fame and all the lessons that remain and all the tests of time you knew lead you to what mattered most to you. A mystic fire that burns through the night until the breath of God consumes the flame and you become one with the Creator's name. So that's for you. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Very cool. Uh, you know, it's. I was also thinking about how when you play, basically you're a servant of the uh, inspiration that others have. I, I heard it in your music before. I never kind of connected it till just recently that 
when you play, you're building a base. And what you did, it seems to me, what, did you consciously feel like you were feeding that fire with your, your base that led him on? Yes, absolutely. Sure. It, it seems sure. like towards the end it might have been really a dual job of trying to keep everything grounded while it was getting well, even. That was my that was my role, keep it grounded, keep it going, keep it there. Mm-hmm. Don't let it uh, explode, fly apart, or shatter, but keep it driving, moving, constantly moving forward. Mm-hmm. Energy, power, passion. Mm. And now... It's yes. 12 o'clock by my clock. And it's time for you to go explore. It's lunchtime for me. <laughs> Lunch in Napa Valley. It's not lunchtime for you guys. No, it's still breakfast here. Well, we yep. really are looking forward to you coming and playing. It's You're going to like the little E.L. theater you're playing at. It's a very historic theater. Frank Sinatra was actually there once, and they. it's been around for years. It's one. Of the, I think it's the oldest theater in Hawaii. Um, How cool. Yeah, so it's got some ghosts in the machine, and uh, it's going to be cool and, and intimate, and we're really looking forward to you coming and playing. And Terrific. Roy, too, he's, it's going to well, be... Well, the whole band, we're all looking forward to coming to Hawaii, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, you'll have to stop by. We're just a block away from the, the theater, so you have to come on down and say hi. Well, we'll see see how our time schedule works out. Yeah, and thanks All right, so, darling. Thanks I'm, so I'm much. Uh, it's so right. nice talking nice to you. Nice talking to you. A big, a big aloha to you. Okay, you take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.